So you want to launch a subscription box and don't know where to start? Girl, you are in the right place. I'm Julie Ball. And I'm Renee Gonzalez, your host here at Subscription Box Basics, a podcast for new and aspiring subscription box entrepreneurs wanting to avoid overwhelm. So grab a coffee, some pen and paper, and let's have some fun. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Subscription Box Basics. Renee and I are here today. And it is the holiday season. We are deep in it. And we pre-recorded this one so that we could be present with our families, enjoying the holidays. And we thought that today's episode, it would be great to do our year-end review, or as Renee calls it, year-in-review. I We decided they're both right, right? Yeah, they both work. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure whatever you guys want to call it, year-in-review, year-end review. That's what we're going to talk about today. We think it's really important to reflect back on all the hard work you've put in. And today we're specifically going to talk about the things that we were most excited about, most proud of, our highlights of the year. This is like the highlight reel on ESPN, right? Yep. And it's funny, Julie, both you and me, we just sat down before we started and hit record. And we were like, did you brainstorm? Like, what, what did we even do this year? I feel like every year that goes on, it comes to December and you say the same thing. You're like, where did the year go? So I feel like it's so good to sit down and reflect and really look back because there were such big things for both of us, both business-wise and personal that happened. So I'm happy we're sitting down to chat. Me too. So let's look at this as quarters, right? So Q1 for us, we were looking back. I literally had to pull out my calendar. I'm like, Q1 felt like so long ago. What did we do? And we realized that we did a lot of behind the scenes work. We did a lot of rest because we have to have seasons of hustle and seasons of rest. If you guys are looking back and reflecting back and you see these gaps, that's okay for 100% for sure. But one of the things that happened in Q1 that was really important for us was I recorded a separate podcast called A Better Way to Hustle. I actually just pulled it down off of Spotify and Apple for now because we're going to repurpose some of that content because it's really good, in my opinion at least. But A Better Way to Hustle was a podcast intended to be sort of like a lead magnet to attract new customers to Sparkle Hustle Grow, when in reality, it turned out to be therapy for me. The concept of it was a 12 episode podcast about the toxic hustle culture, that 24-7, 365 hustle culture that can make us feel really burnout. And so in the podcast, I know, Renee, you joined me for one or two of them. The We talk about how you don't have to be alone. In fact, go listen to last week's, epi- or maybe it was two weeks ago. In any case, go listen to one of the last few episodes and we talk about that. You don't have to be so lonely in this entrepreneur journey. And we talk about why things feel difficult on that podcast. We talk about all these topics that are a little bit against the grain of what you hear in, dare I say it, like the Gary V world and all the hustle, hustle, hustle podcasts and culture. Yeah. I really think that podcast was so good for you. And it was looking back on it now, something that you needed, mm-hmm. something that when we put it out at the time to our Sparkle Hustle Grow audience, something they really needed. It was really Mm -hmm. well received. And like you said, re-listening to it recently, we decided like, oh, this content is gold and stuff that our subscription box basics audience needs to listen to also. So whether it's that content or us revisiting those same topics in the future, it'll definitely be something that we talk about here too. Yeah. We just feel really strongly about building 
a life that you feel good about and building a business that you feel good about rather than your life around your everything else. Do you know what I mean? I don't know exactly how to say that, but so often we consider ourselves last or we feel like we have to hustle all the time. And it's just exhausting as women, as moms, it's just exhausting. And you're seeing everyone else, I think too, especially as a business owner or as a mom or a woman, you see everyone else's highlight reel on social media. And it is so hard to remember that is their highlight reel. I feel like as a business owner too, and as a box owner specifically, you're seeing people hit these milestones faster than you're hitting them. And it could be hard, but you really have to remember. And Julie, I feel like we do, uh, it's hard for us and we put this top of mind, but you really have to remember that you're running your own race and that's not necessarily always what you want, even though it looks glorious on the computer screen or on your phone, like you don't know what's going on behind those scenes. Like those people could be working 18, 20 hours and maybe they're not, maybe they have it balanced. But I think when you see people's highlight reel, and I know we're reflecting back on 2022, Mm -hmm. but looking forward to the new year, if you have to mute those people or, or really take the time to only fill your feed and only fill your life with things that are lifting you up. Like that is definitely something moving into the new year that I think we should focus on and everyone should focus on too. Cause it, it's hard to get caught up in the real, light, the highlight. So Q1, we focused a lot on that working behind the scenes, putting our head down, working on that podcast and leading us into Q2. Like we did a lot actually in Q2. Where do you want to start Renee? I feel like summer book club, that was one of the first things that I put on my list because that was an experiment for us that turned Mm -hmm. into a really, really big success. It was. Here's the story. In the summertime, our sales were lower. It was the seasonal summer slump. We expected it year after year, not only from looking at trends, but knowing as female entrepreneurs, we tend to work less in the summer. We're going to be more present with our families. We're going to travel. Our kids are out of school. And so it was no surprise that we have a slump in the summer. So to combat it this year, this past year, we created a summer book club. It was a three-month book club where we had lighter reads, so to speak. Renee, what were some of the books we included? There was three. The Spinx Story was one of them. Love that one. Oh my gosh, Sarah Blakely, yes. Um, Undaunted, which is the Kara Golden story. If you guys haven't heard of Kara Golden, she started Hintwater. And what was so fun about that is we brought this other element of Everyone was reading her story while we're actually trying her product. I remember we had a little pop-up group and we were were trying to encourage people to read the book. And so we'd share pictures with us and our hint water and ask them, what flavor did you try today? Do you have it locally? And I remember that being like this crazy little spark for everyone to want to read the story. And even past, I feel like that was our middle month, right? And even past that, going into our last month, people were still looking for Hint Waters and still talking about that. It was like a Mm -hmm. fun little journey that we were all going on together, even though we were all over the country. Yeah, it was. And then the last one was Million Dollar Brand Club, which was a little bit heavier. So that one, in hindsight, wasn't quite the light read that we hoped. But the idea behind it was to have a finite period of time, like three months. This is not a big commitment. As subscription box business owners, you're probably like, okay, how did this really work behind the scenes? We chose our three books. We had a small item in each mailer. We did not use boxes. We used mailers to cut back the cost. We put a bookmark that we custom printed, which was really inexpensive. 
And we shipped a couple days before the first of the month. So they would have their new book at the first of the month. We charged upfront. This was not a subscription, so to speak. They got products three months long, but they had to pay for it upfront. What did we charge, Renee? $99, I think it was for the whole it summer. Was. Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was really doable to think you have somewhere to go, something to read, and a new community to be a part of for $99. And it was such an easy sell. We capped it at 100. We sold out very quickly. And so after the costs of everything, when all was said and done, it was like this cash injection of about $7,500, which blew my mind how quickly it sold, how much money it brought in at a traditionally lower revenue time for us. We launched that in, I think it was March or April. And then the club itself was June, July, August. And we were really strategic too. We knew, like you had mentioned earlier, it it was a busy season for us just as parents and the shift for our kids with schedules. So we were really strategic before that June 1st start date. We had almost everything all planned out and scheduled out in the Facebook group. We wanted it to be really hands-off. We ended up jumping in more than we thought we would because it ended up being such a fun group. But I think another big takeaway from it, besides that little pop-up three-month one-time payment was that you could create something and really plan ahead strategically. So once it launches, it can be really hands-off. And I think that's something that we took away for the rest of the year and going into the new year, about the importance of really scheduling and being mindful up to your launches. I feel like we took so much away from that little project we had. Yeah. So often we'd put together like a quick promo, but this one, we actually treated like a launch. We had that launch runway. We started talking about it. We started dropping hints. And then Renee, I know you did launch emails, a launch countdown on our social media. So that made a difference. I don't think that You need to treat everything like a launch. You can do flash sales and literally post about them the same day that you think of them. But this one we actually did have planned out because yeah, you're right. We didn't want to work all summer. It was so fun. I loved the gamification too. With each month, they got a new game board and each square on the game board was a different thing that we were asking them to do. Something like start your book, teaching them how to use the product, connect with someone in the Facebook group getting them involved. You can see how this game board really encouraged them to take part in the product that they, and the community that they bought into. So that was really fun. So what else did we do in Q2? We did sub summit. You know, we love to talk about sub summit. (laughs) We were in Orlando, Florida, and it was right in the shadow of Disney World. So that was really fun. Julie and I got to present on stage together. We did a top 10 countdown of retention tactics. So that was an absolute blast. If you haven't seen that or didn't hear about it, we took it back MTV spring break style. We were music themed. So I think that was really fun. And again, another good lesson for at least myself and Julie, I'm sure you too, is that you could really be yourself. I feel like it was the first time for me being able to get on stage and have a blast and be goofy and really show my personality, but still have people receive it really well and have good feedback from it and still learn a lot. Yeah. I think Subta probably has the replay of it somewhere if you guys want to watch it, but the content was amazing. But we did have a tech glitch and I only am sharing this with you because things happen 
and you just pick yourself back up. You can laugh at yourself and just push through if something doesn't go right. So what happened was each retention tactic was tied to a different song and they were super fun songs. It was intended to be interactive. Well, we only got one to two seconds of every song. So we ended up singing on stage. You sang, I did not. I would not put people through that. I'm always backup <laughs> dancer, Does, do not sing. So while you were singing, I was able to take it all in and listen to everyone sing back to us. So I remember it so well. <laughs> we had a blast. People said that it was fun and funny. It was great to see when something doesn't go right, that you can just roll with it. And so that was one of my lessons learned. I remember we walked off stage and you're like, I think I may have blacked out on stage. I was like, I think I did too. It just goes to show that we do things scared too. Like it is not necessarily in my comfort zone to be on stage, but I just get in the zone and action creates confidence and take that with you in anything that you're doing, whether you're launching your subscription box or you're trying to do a Facebook live and you're really scared, action creates confidence. And so now that we've been through that, Renee, I think this stage is going to be a lot less scary and we're going to be on stage at Sub Summit this in 2023. So I hope you guys will be there to join us. Another thing at Sub Summit was the Cube Awards. What happened at the Cube Awards? We won. I always said, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, because I think this was the fourth or fifth year that we were nominated to win an award, but it was well worth the wait. We won the Community Choice Award, which it's just so near and dear to our hearts because community is so important to us. Yeah, it was such a good one. And I feel like, like you said, every year, whatever we get nominated for that year feels so right. And so we've been nominated for marketing, new box, customers experience, but this really getting the community choice award, knowing it was voted on by our subscribers and by fellow box owners was a really good feeling. It was. It was so fun and scary to stand up on stage and accept that award, but it's something that I'll never forget. So that was sub-summit. That was in end of May, early June, which is same almost every single year. So this year we're going to Dallas. We hope to see you guys there. I can't go through the summer without mentioning that I got to see Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. We're talking about being ourselves here, right? You guys probably know by now that I'm a boy band fanatic. I love live music in general, but ever since I was 10 years old, I have loved boy bands and I got to see both of them, not at the same concert, but in separate moments out over in Charlotte, North Carolina. I too got to see Backstreet Boys. That's right, you did. Yeah, I saw them in California. I went on a little (laughs) concert tour too. I saw, I think there was at one point, three or four weekends in a row, we were at concerts. So our family and me and my husband got to do a lot of concerts too. Summer's always really crazy for our family personally, because both my girls do swim team also. So I feel like that was, that was something maneuvering around as a family slash business owner that was fun to prepare for. And I feel like I, you haven't brought it up yet. And it's kind of transitioning into quarter three, two, you had something really big that happened where we both did, but but you, what did you do? At the end of the summer, we listed Sparkle Hustle Grow for sale. And it's crazy to think about now. It sold on August 1st. It only took 94 days to sell the business, which is wild. And it's interesting to think about because I see some people talking in Facebook groups about selling a subscription box. Sometimes I think people feel like times are tough, so I'm going to sell. But listen, people don't just sell because times are tough. 
for me, we sold primarily because my family was ready for our next season. And that season didn't include the packing and the shipping and living by that cycle. We had done it for six years and it was amazing. It literally changed the trajectory of our lives, but we were ready for our next season. And when I talked about the therapeutic podcast that I recorded earlier in the year, A Better Way to Hustle, that's when I knew I was ready to sell. Something about it was just so therapeutic. And afterwards, I told the story already, but real quickly, I sat down with my husband and my daughter and we said, what does our dream life look like? It's changed so much over different seasons. You know, when McKenna was brand new, I was a stay-at-home mom and had a side hustle. And then we moved to Asheville. And so that changed the season. And she was at elementary school and now she's middle schooler, but she's homeschooled. So you could see how these seasons change. It was really clear after talking to the two of them that we were ready for our next season. And that wasn't a bad thing necessarily. It wasn't because we were failing. It wasn't because we didn't like it anymore. It was just, we were ready. So you may be feeling that way. If you are, go back and listen to the three episodes that I did on this podcast about why I sold my business, how I sold my business. And then I interviewed my broker who helped me sell the business. So it was just such an exciting time for us. And August 1st is when we, so to speak, handed over the keys. We found the most amazing buyers. They are doing a great job with the business. And I got to meet them in person. They actually came to where I live, to Asheville, and trained with us on site so they could really learn, get their hands dirty, count inventory with us, learn the packing process. And so that was really fun. And if you're going to Sub Summit in 2023, you'll get to meet them as well because they'll be there. I cannot wait. It was great. Renee, so you've been with Sparkle Hustle Grow for almost the entire time, minus a few months from when I started it. But now you have also transitioned to help them. Yeah. So I decided to stay on for Sparkle Hustle Grow. And it was something that as the sale was happening, Julie, you and me had kind of talked about it. I knew it might be a possibility. I knew it was both in their court and in my court. So I had time to really think about it. And then like you mentioned, the new owners are absolutely fantastic. So once I got a chance to meet them and start to talk to them and really see what their future vision was, it was a no brainer that if they would have me and I continue to tell them that as long as they'll have me, I'll stay. Cause I love, I mean, Julie, the whole reason I broke rules and came to you at the beginning was really the mission behind Sparkle Mm -hmm. Hustle Grow is a mission I believe so powerful. And it's something that I'm able to do remote. So I am still part of the Sparkle Hustle Grow team as of the end of December has really helped, I think too, both for you and for the new owners to really with that transition as the middleman too, I, like you had mentioned being on for so long, I was really able to know everything minus the packing of the business, all the behind the scenes. So that I'm still like this week, if they have questions, they can come to me, even if it's tasks, I did lessen my tasks. So now I'm mostly just doing social media for them, but I'm there as a hand too. So it is something that is filling my bucket and hopefully still being helpful for them too. And just pointing back to when you decided to sell and a testament to how fast you sold it, something you did leading up to listing it was really focus in on numbers and streamlining and really making it as profitable as can be. And I think that's important to mention because like we see on social media, sometimes 
people are done or things aren't picking up. But if you want to sell, I think it's important to really streamline and really look at your numbers and really have a successful business. One of the reasons Sparkle Hustle Grow sold so quickly was because you had built such a successful business. That's a good point. We focused on profitability over exponential growth. So it's more important to be profitable, in my opinion, than to scale. And it'll be interesting. We're going to talk to Carol, the new owner of Sparkle Hustle Grow. She and her husband bought the business. I'm going to have her on the podcast. You guys will get to meet her. You'll get to hear from her perspective what it was like to buy a business and hear about what the future direction is. She's got some big names lined up for guest experts that I'm super pumped about. And I'm glad that you were able to stay on. You were almost like this bridge, Renee, because when you buy a business, you're drinking water out of a fire hose. You have to learn so many things so quickly. And it was nice to for them to have you because you could answer most of those questions, but it also made me feel better because I knew that they were in good hands. So, Ah, well, thank you. And not to toot my own horn, but I think it helped our subscribers too. I was forward facing for Sparkle Hustle Grow a lot too. So people were very familiar with you, but our subscribers also know me very well too. So I think that it wasn't just an up and new group of people coming in, I think helped our subscribers too. And now, like you mentioned, I mean, Carol's doing a fantastic job. There's huge things planned for the future. So I feel like now our subscribers are getting to know her better too, and really feeling comfortable, but it was nice the way all three of us and everything, how the sale happened, couldn't have been better on paper. I feel like it worked out so well. I agree. Yeah. And so If you're listening to this and you're like, okay, in 2023, I need to focus on personal development. You guys need to go join Sparkle Hustle Grow. Big things coming. Yeah, that's a little plug. (laughs) Okay, so let's move into Q3. I got to speak at the No Women Summit in Charlotte, and it was the first time I got to be on stage after selling the business. And that was such a big moment for me because for the first time, I was actually saying I sold my business and I got to tell that story. And I think that was really fun for me, but I had to get comfortable in my new identity too. And so forcing myself to get on stage and talk about that right away was awesome for me. Again, action creates confidence. And then the other thing is we hit 200,000 podcast downloads in Q3 of this year, which is no small feat. I'm really excited about that. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for all the times that you have subscribed, rated, reviewed, all those things. Just a quick shout out to you. So let's transition now into Q4. We went to Miami and we together celebrated that we had accomplished so much with Sparkle Hustle Grow. And I'm saying this not to say, hey, we went to Miami, but because I think it's so important to stop and celebrate small wins and the big wins. We could have easily just been like, okay, we sold Sparkle Hustle Grow. What's next? But no, We wanted to get together. We live on opposite coasts. And so we don't see each other in person that often. So we went to a great resort, did a spa day, drank lots of fruity beverages, hung by the pool, and just had an amazing time and really poured into each other. And it was also strategic too, because while we were there, we did our branded photo shoot where we got to feature so many of our students and rebranded everything. Like, turned everything upside down. We were no longer considered just subscription box bootcamp, but now we're subscription box basics. And I have a co-host for the podcast. Here I am. (laughs) And it was so good that we had put that date on the calendar because I think once 
you sold Sparkle Hustle Grow. We really did. We put our heads down. You had a little season of rest. We took our time, but the way both of our brains work, we were ready for, we were already thinking about rebrand. So if we didn't have that date to meet in person, we would have probably ran ourselves ragged just to go. So it was nice that we, that was mid-October we met. By that time, we knew what we had to do up to that point to be ready for the photo shoot and be ready for the rebrand. So we could really use aspects from that time to rest, but also to really plan too. So I feel like we did such a good job strategically mixing, working hard and playing hard while we were together in person. And then that from October till now, we're, when we're recording this, it's a little past mid-December, the last two months, we've really been sticking to our guns. We knew moving into this new season, there were things that we did in the past that were successful, but there were also things like both you and me, Julie can get very squirrel. So we have an idea and we run with it. And we knew that in this new season, if that was going to happen, we needed to get it on the calendar and really go into, and still we'll get ideas and we'll be like, let's plan a midi launch around it. Like, let's make this have legs before we put it out into the world. I think one of the things about the Miami trip too is that when you and I get together, Renee, we get super creative, especially when we're not distracted by the normal daily living. There's a lot of stuff to do as a mom, as a wife, as a community member. I mean, I know you just did the community food drive and then flew to Boston the same weekend. Like it's crazy. There's just so many distractions. And when you and I get together next to a pool and we don't have the responsibilities of that normal life that we live, which is great. We have to pull ourselves away from it. So sometimes to focus on business, that's what we did. And we dreamt up box besties and we dreamt up some workshops and just talked about what we wanted our business to look like and what we wanted our life to look like and how excited that we are, that we have more time now and more capacity to do one-on-one coaching and to show up more and more for you guys, especially those newbies that are just really afraid to take that first action. We want to be there with you. There's just something about getting together in real life then and having the white space and the freedom of lack of responsibilities that creates like this space of infinite creativity and like the sky's the limit type moments. We always go with a to-do list also, but give ourselves grace. We might not get it all done. And then also allow ourselves to pivot too. I feel like a lot of the ideas we had started at A and ended up at Z because we're like, oh no, this is, we'll, we'll dive back and forth. And we're like, no, this is it. And then, so really our box besties idea was one of that, where it was started as one concept. And now that it's out into the world and people can sign up for it. So definitely check it out. If you haven't yet, it is a whole different concept. That's even more amazing than when we first dreamt it up. I agree. I remember as we were sitting there, we had a bunch of notebooks, we had pens, we had our drinks and we had rented a cabana by the pool for the day so that we could stay out there all day and not get sunburned. It was amazing. And I remember sitting there And we would ask ourselves, as we would jot down ideas, how difficult is this going to be? How simple is this going to be? How impactful is this going to be? And those were kind of like the ways we figured out what we were going to do, what we were going to pass on, how we could make the programs just so impactful, but not where they're a heavy weight on you or us. We want them to be fun and light and impactful. Reflecting back, thinking of those questions we asked ourselves, I would encourage you listeners to ask yourselves those questions too as you're thinking of 
new products, new launches, new things you want to do for your subscription. Think about the end user, but also think about like how difficult is this going to be for you and your life? Are you going to feel spread thin? Because I I know that it's easy to feel spread thin as an entrepreneur. Totally. And one of the things too, with you selling the business and I've also, I had different lives. I like to say I've retired from all sorts of things. (laughs) I was a teacher. I owned a brick and mortar shop, but I think now as we mature and move into these new seasons, you really know what you want to spend your time doing and what you don't. So if you're listening and you still feel like you're new in that entrepreneur world, know that it is okay to say no to some things or okay to pivot on ideas. Or if your box isn't taking off, it's okay to really like put a pause on it. Be honest with your subscribers or with your followers and really let them know that you're trying to make what you're putting out into the world, the best for them and for you. It's okay. It's okay to be human. Yeah. We went to a pizza shop last night for dinner and our server had on a sweatshirt that says, if it costs you your piece, it's too expensive. And I was like, yes, I love that sweatshirt. If it costs you your piece, like P-E-A-C-E, it's too expensive. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to put that all over the house. Put it on post-it notes. (laughs) Tattoo it on your forehead. Yes, (laughs) Put it on your calendar because that's where I tend to say yes too much. And I'm really still working on that. It's a work in progress. So, but I had to share that sweatshirt. I was like, oh, that is so good. That is. So a couple other things that were highlights in Q4. When I sold the business in August, it was August 1st was like the actual closing date. We didn't announce it to our subscribers till after that first renewal because we wanted to walk alongside the new owners so that it felt good. Literally the day after we publicly announced it, I got invited to be on the Amy Porterfield podcast. And it was one of those bucket list items that I had pitched her and her team an entire year ago from that summer. And I created a video pitch and it told my story and how she fit into it. And I kept in touch over the year. And that's how I got on the podcast. Think about that if you're pitching podcasts, like if you don't get accepted right away, that no is not forever. That's a not yet. And so, I'm only telling that story because when one door closes, another one 100% now can open. And so in October, I was on the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. So it was, Renee, you and I were still together the day. It was October 20th, episode 508. The timing of it too, like you mentioned, not only did you wait a whole year, but it was so perfect because if they had said yes right away, you would have been talking about would have been so much different than what you ended up talking about. I couldn't agree more. It's It was like serendipitous, the timing of it. It was a super big highlight for me. And it just, it feels so nice to be able to talk to your mentors. And we hope to be that to you guys, to be mentors. We hope to be accessible to you. We hope that you feel like we're box besties. It just meant so much to me to be able to talk to a mentor. And so our DMs are always open to you. If you have something to talk about, we love to talk shop. So DM us at Subscription Box Basics. Join the Box Besties program so that we can spend more time with you. And let us know what questions you have because we want to help you, especially it's beginning, you know, we're about to start 2023. It's a new year. It's a blank slate. What are you going to do with it? 
And on that same note too, that was one of the highlights I had written down for Q4 was we started one-on-one coaching too. If you really want that devoted one-on-one time, Julie and myself have both been doing one-on-ones and I love it. It gives me such joy going through and really getting the chance to sit down and talk to subscription box owners too. Yeah. It just depends on what your learning style is. Some people love that one-on-one. They need someone to hold their hand through it, or they just have a bunch of questions and they need to get quick answers. We have been through so many experiences running Sparkle Hustle Grow that we are just well-versed with what you're going to be going through as a new or aspiring subscription box entrepreneur. I just did some coaching calls and getting some feedback from some subscription box boot campers. And I just, I love hearing the success stories. I love hearing about where they need more help. And one of the things is confidence. And I know that we talked a little bit about that. And I think that people, when you get that one-on-one coaching, you're going to walk away with so much more confidence because you're getting the answers you need. You're going to get motivated because that's part of our DNA. Renee and I, we just love to motivate and inspire and empower women to run their business of their dreams. So if you're thinking about that one-on-one coaching, head over to our website. You can get more details. We have a couple different options. Our website is subscriptionboxbasics.com and you can find it in the show notes. Well, 2022, it's in the rear view mirror. It's coming to an end. This will be the last episode of the year. If you have some downtime over the holidays, make sure you listen to last week's episode where Renee talks about vision boarding and manifesting the dream life, the dream business. It can be as practical or as woo as you want it, but it's something that Renee and her family do all the time and it makes a difference. And I cannot wait to share some of my past vision boards. I have pictures to share with you, Renee, and you can post them on social. It is unbelievable how many of the things. I know it's like (laughs) crazy how many of the things on my vision boards are true now. And I haven't looked at some of them in years. And I look at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that's actually true right now. Like that has happened. So yeah, I am a big believer. And if, again, if you haven't listened to the episode, go back. Cause I promise it's not too out there and too woo. You really have to do the work, but putting it out there and really having it be top of your mind, your goals, your visions, your future life, whatever you want to call it, it you can work towards making it come true. And um, when you're reflecting back and looking at this year, really look forward to and think of what you want to carry on into the new year, what you want to leave behind. Because if you strategically think about it and really put it out into the world, it'll happen. We believe in you. Yes. And with that, we shall sign off. Thanks guys for listening today. I hope you had an amazing 2022. We cannot wait to support you in 2023 and we'll see you in the next episode. Happy New Year!